0: Okay, everyone, we're back with episode number four of the Who Knew World War II podcast. I'm Kevin.
1: And I'm Kai.
0: And we're a father and son team who is bringing you the history of World War II to students uh, around the world, teachers around the world. And Kai, it's been a long time since we've made an episode, right?
1: Yes, it has.
0: So it is already 2023 now. We're recording this on January the 1st. It's the first day of the new year. And we plan on having lots of episodes this year. Um, And in this episode, we're going to be talking about what, Kai?
1: The evacuation of Dunkirk, or known as Operation Dynamo.
0: Okay, so um, a lot of people out there who are listening to this podcast, I guess a lot of Teachers, anyway, may um, may have heard of Dunkirk or maybe students from the 2017 film called Dunkirk, which was produced by the famous Christopher Nolan. And that talks about the evacuation of Dunkirk. Okay, so Kai, why did you want to talk about this specific topic for Who Knew World War Two?
1: Uh, I thought this would be a very good, uh, a good episode because the last episode was uh, the about the Blitzkrieg mm-hmm. when Germ- Germany invaded Poland and France. So I thought this would have been good to um, explain what happened after.
0: Okay, so this um, the so. The, the Battle of Dunkirk, or I should say the evacuation of Dunkirk, um, happened near the beginning of World War II. Am I yeah, correct?
1: It happened on the 26th of May, 1942, 6th of June, 1940.
0: Okay. So um, in the last episode, we talked about the, the German Blitzkrieg, and that was, of course, how the war kind of started. So again, at the very beginning, and this was not that long afterwards, Right. Okay, so um, Kai, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about the background. What, because uh, I'll admit too, Dunkirk is a word that I've I heard of. I've heard of this place. I'd heard of uh, a, an evacuation, a disastrous thing happened. But until the movie Dunkirk came out, I really, d- I personally didn't know a lot about it. So, can you give us, um, give the listeners out there, a little bit of the background on um, Dunkirk and what happened and what led up to this?
1: Um uh, after uh, the the German blitzkrieg happened the French, British and Belgian troops were um didn't have a proper front lines which wasn't uh, uh anywhere to fight properly and they made the uh southern part of France very exposed and because of that um the the British, French were very confused okay. and they led up to a very big um retreat all the way to the northern beach and town of Dunkirk. Okay. In France.
0: So I see that in your notes you have gotten wrote down you, you wrote down BEF. So can I assume that's a British Expeditionary Force? Yes. So the British had gone into Europe to assist, right? Yeah, Their assist allies.
1: Fran- uh, France and Poland because Poland was an ally of the British. All, um so when the um Germans pushed back and resisted the French and British all the way up to the beaches, there are four hundred thousand French, British, and Belgian troops on the beach of Dunkirk.
0: So that's that's a crazy number. That's almost half a million Allied soldiers. So what comes to my mind is <clears throat> I'm 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 just curious, Kai, I'm throwing this to you unprepared, but. How could there be so many soldiers, so many British and French and Belgians, and they were being pushed back by the Germans?
1: It was because the the British, French, and Belgians, they, as I said, they didn't have a proper front lines, okay. so they didn't have anywhere properly to fight and to give direct contact. Because of that, the there was a lot of soldiers scattered all around France. And and they didn't know really what was going on because it was such a surprise attack by the Germans.
0: Okay, so they they were basically very disorganized, right? Yes. So they didn't have proper lines, they were disorganized. And they're pushed back all the way to the coast of France um, to a little pocket, a little area called the Port of Dunkirk, right? Yes. So um, I was wondering, tell us a bit about this evacuation and give us some information about it.
1: Um, the, the British, um, and French and Belgians were all pushed back to the, the beach of Dunkirk where they were 100% surrounded from all sides Mm. on land, which, um, they couldn't do anything about because the Germans had such a, they struck so hard that the British, um, Belgians and French couldn't do anything. Also, uh, that caused the British to panic and leave all the supply they were meant to fight the Germans in the war. And they were using them as roadblocks, which caused all their vehicles, almost all their tanks to just be left um, just all over France.
0: So the British left all of their all of their combat equipment, all yep. of their supplies. They just left it all behind. Yes. Okay, so um, for those of you out there who have a chance to watch that two thousand and seventeen Christopher Nolan movie, one of the kind of striking things you see, and something we see in a in a book we're going to talk about in a little bit called the, about the little boats, um, you just see these massive long lines of men just quietly standing on this massive beach.
1: In, um, yeah. What
0: what was that all about, Kai?
1: It was that the British wanted to organize the, um, the the all the British, French, and Belgians into these lines and their divisions and companies, or what was remained of them. Mm-hmm. And um, that also caused a lot of. Um, the British uh, officers did not um, re- really want the French to escape okay. with the British. So was the Belgians. So the um, the British had their own lines, which are only meant for the British. Okay. And Sally caused a lot of French to be um, left and were caused to defend okay. outside of the beach, that little pocket.
0: Yeah. So the British really... They weren't looking out for the French.
1: Yeah, they weren't looking out or for the Belgians. Allies. Or the Belgians. Yeah, they were, they were really just trying to uh, trying survive. Trying to save themselves. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, <clears throat> so now, <clears throat> again, i can get a refer to the movie, um, <clears throat> and I see you've got some airplane names written down. Um, well, tell us about the experiences that the men... Um, so the men were waiting for ships from England to come and rescue them. Tell us about the experiences that the soldiers faced while they were on that beach.
1: Um, a lot of the soldiers, uh, felt a lot of, um, uh, just they didn't feel like they can escape and they will be captured by the Germans. Okay. Also, there were constant attacks by, uh, German planes such as the Stuka or, um, that were bombing them. Okay. Which was also one, um, uh, one target because they were in big lines of, uh, hundreds of soldiers, which were, a. Uh, targets for these planes, such as the Stuka, to just fire upon.
0: Okay, so that kind of, there's a saying, there's a saying in English that's, uh, it's kind of like shooting ducks in a barrel, which, um, for those of you out there, students who may not have heard that analogy before, that saying, imagine if you had to go duck hunting um, but the ducks are all just actually literally in a small container. It's pretty easy to shoot them because they're all very in a small, tight area, and it would have been like that with all those soldiers on, on Dunkirk Beach, right?
1: Yes. Also, that meant that the, the British needed air support, which then came the some some of the British planes, there were very few squadrons of Spitfires, Hurricanes, and also Defiance, okay. which um, were... Th- um, not very uh, well-known aircrafts then. so there were um, they were meant to protect the beaches and the troops. Mm-hmm. and um, they they're, they're, they estimate around a hundred aircraft from both um the axis and allies were mm-hmm. lost. Um, during the evacuation of Dunkirk.
0: Okay, now am I right with this or am I wrong? I think you showed me some kind of video or something where there were a lot of air battles over the sea, right? Yes. And um, But the, the men who were waiting on those beaches, surrounded on those beaches, often didn't see these fights happening, so they felt that they were being abandoned by the RAF.
1: Yes, uh, that was because the they were um the all the planes were mostly defending the the opponents they saw first, mm. which would have been the the Stukas and 109s which were diving on the ships that were rescuing all the the uh British um, So all those ships
0: that were trying to, that were rescuing those soldiers were being attacked in the English Channel, right? Yes. So the the, the 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 defenders like the Spitfires and things would have been out fighting those planes over the English Channel. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about for a moment um, about the little boats or the little ships, um, which is an interesting thing. Can you tell us a little bit about those?
1: Um, the little boats were these uh, the ships that civilians had over the coast that was faced towards the English Channel, mm-hmm. which the British Royal Navy was um, borrowing them or using them as um, ships for... Um, moving troops from the French coast of Dunkirk all the way to England, which were, um, known as the little boats. Okay. And, uh, they were known uh, very heroically and were a big morale boost.
0: Okay. So the little boats place. were basically just the, the like any boat that could get across the channel was yes. used like anything, like from like, like little motor boats to sailboats. There are like pleasure ships and boats, they were sent over with civilian sailors, right? They weren't. Yes. They, they weren't the Royal Navy bringing them over. O- only were re-
1: very few, maybe uh, only two professional Royal Navy sailors were on uh, even a big ship.
0: Okay, so these were all boats that were just regular English people going to save their troops. Yes. Um, so there's one thing I've got in front of me right now. I just want to share with you out there, teachers who are listening and students, there is a book that Kai wanted to recommend, which is a book that I have at home in my, my library. And it's a book that I've actually never been able to read to my own students because I currently teach kindergarten and it's just too much of a a story and history and too many words for kids of that age. But it is called The Little Ships, The Heroic Rescue at Dunkirk in World War II. And it was published in um, February of 2003, and it's written by Louise Borden and illustrated by Michael Foreman. And on Amazon, they give a nice little kind of tight write-up about it. So it says that in May, ni- May of 1940, the early days of World War II, half a million British and French soldiers were trapped in France. Weak and wounded, they needed aid. Help came in the form of countless small craft steered by brave young men and the legendary armada of little ships that sailed across the English Channel. Many people wanted to be part of the rescue mission. And here is a story of a girl who was so determined to help that she disguised herself as a boy to blend in with the men as they sailed towards Dunkirk. And uh, that's a, an interesting book about, um, about this event, which I'll share a link with that in the show notes. So yeah, um, Kai, what are some other things you wanted to maybe share with us?
1: Also, um, the num- there were an um, estimate around 200 little boats or mm. more uh, that were sunk or destroyed during the evacuation, and uh, three uh, British destroyers and two French destroyers, okay. which are sh- uh, these uh, small ships, vessels that were used by the Navy, mm-hmm. and... Uh, um, because of um, those were also a, a big losses mm-hmm. because um, there were civilians mostly and um, they weren't proper soldiers who were ready for this.
0: Yeah. so those little ships that were sunk 200, you said roughly, um, those would have been civilians who were coming over from England to help um, the Allied soldiers who were trapped on the beach of Dunkirk.
1: And that's what the the planes such as the Spitfires and hurricanes that were um, shooting them down. And that's why the, the, a lot of the soldiers on the beaches did not see them.
0: Okay. So the, those boats were out there, or the, the planes in the Royal Air Force were protecting and trying to f- defend those little boats, those little ships that were being attacked by the German Luftwaffe. Um, and again, uh, the, 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 the men who fought, uh, the men trapped on the beaches of Dunkirk never would have saw those battles happening, so they just assumed that they were being left hung out to dry, I suppose.
1: Also, another um, reason why is that the Battle of Britain has already um, started around this time. Okay. So because of that, a lot of the squadrons of the RAF were all fighting the bombers that were bombing England itself. Okay. That's why there were not many uh, planes that were uh, helping the little boats.
0: Okay. And for those of you who are interested in learning more about the Battle of Britain, you can go back and listen to episode number two of this podcast, which was all about the Battle of Britain. Um, Yeah, so I think that from what I gather, the the evacuation of Dunkirk, it was considered really uh, a big failure, and embarrassment by... The British, right?
1: It, in the, the, the governmental or the military side, it was a great failure mm-hmm. that they didn't never wanted to do again or never wanted to have happen. Mm-hmm. But in the civilian side or the soldiers side, it was a very successful operation because out of all 400,000 troops, half a million soldiers that were on the beaches, 370,000 came back to England, um, French, British, and Belgium, but wow. most of them were all British.
0: Okay, so out of 400,000 troops, only 30,000, now 30,000 is a big number, but only 30,000 were lost, and that's yes. pretty amazing, and that's why I, I really think um, the kind of a positive spin on this is that's why people looked at the little ships. It's a very positive thing about how the people, the regular people of England stood up and went out to rescue all of these brave soldiers who were who were trapped right yes so although considered tactically a disaster uh, the operation and then the actual evacuation there was many kind of they uh, sil i guess the little ships were a silver lining and the fact that 370,000 um troops made it out alive is another silver lining this
1: is also the the Dunkirk was also used as an um propaganda for both the the Germans and the British. They could have used this as um a way to recruit soldiers okay to um, to show what the the military can do mm-hmm. as a good thing because the civilian style is a great miracle okay and um but the Germans used it as a way to show how strong they were and how powerful and unstoppable they were to. Get more soldiers too. Okay,
0: so both sides could use this in, in different ways as a propaganda tool. And I think another term that you I heard you say before we started recording was um, by the Allies. So this is also referred to as the Miracle at Dunkirk, right?
1: Yes, it was because the uh, Winston Churchill, the Prime Minister, said it. It was because the, this big number out of all four hundred thousand, three hundred seventy thousand made it home. That was that is a big number, mm-hmm. and the even the the British Prime Minister, Winston Churchill, he only thought that only 60,000 can make it home. Okay. That's why it was a very big shock and miracle to everyone.
0: Okay, wow. Fantastic. So I'm wondering, Kai, if uh, some students out there want to find out a little bit more information and learn, yeah, learn some more on their own about the um, evacuation of Dunkirk. Where might they go and find something they could watch or listen to about this?
1: Um, uh, There are, um, there's a video that uh, a YouTube channel called Simple History made about the evacuation of Dunkirk, which I got some of my information okay. from. Also, um uh you can read the book uh, Little Ships.
0: Mhm, yep. Then the the link for that will be in the show notes so down below under all the information about the podcast.
1: Also, there's the movie Dunkirk which I recommend because of how accurate it is okay. and how it shows all the the ways that the British were just uh, wanting to save themselves and were betraying their allies.
0: Okay. Yeah. So very good movie. Very interesting movie. Um, and then I know you've also read a lot of stuff in books and whatnot, Kai. But the Simple History is a good to go to. That's on YouTube, right? Yes. OK. So just go to Simple. Do a search for Simple History Dunkirk and you guys will find something very interesting. All right, Kai. Well, it's been great for you to fill us in on um, the evacuation of Dunkirk. And uh, what do you think are some um, ideas you've got bouncing around in your head for future episodes of the podcast?
1: Um, there's... Um, I, I was thinking of two uh, th- um, two episodes that uh, will come out very soon. Um, uh, the Maginot Line. Okay. Which was also connected to this big blitzkrieg um, thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. So <laughs> yeah. That, that, that initial... The big attack when the Germans started World yes. War II. Yeah.
1: Um, also the... Um, Pearl Harbor because of uh, December fourth was only a month ago. Okay. Or December seventh when the attack was.
0: Okay, so that's still kind of fresh in your mind. So, um, the Battle of Pearl Harbor may be another upcoming episode. Yes. All right. So, um, everyone, of course, I want to let you all know that we are on Instagram too. And if you guys want to, um, find out some more about the different episodes we're talking about and the different pictures, you can go over to who knew WW two on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, teachers, students, check it out at who knew WW two. And, uh, Yeah, so there's some pictures up there of the different episodes we've talked about, different things, different aspects of the episodes. A few little videos and things, so go over there and check it on out. Um, Check the show notes, of course, down below. Um, If you listen to us in, say, um, uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you just kind of scroll down and you'll see information. And there'll be a link to the little ship's book we talked about. Um, Yeah, and I guess that's it for this episode of the podcast. And you can, of course, email us with any questions you have, ideas, anything you would like to know about the podcast at Who Knew History Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Who Knew History Podcast at gmail.com. All right. Anything else to say, Kai?
1: Um uh please uh share what ah. you learned today to anyone you know, or maybe give a heads up to your teacher. Or-
0: That's right. So share, 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 share. We definitely want you to um, share the episode. So if you're a teacher out there, um, a history teacher or a humanities teacher, please, um, you know, if you're doing a a unit on any kind of World War II history, please um, take a listen to these episodes. Maybe your students might be interested. Share them with your students or other teachers that you may know as well. Okay. And that's it for episode number four of Who Knew World War II. See you later, Kai. Bye.
1: Thank you.